There comes a time in many podcasters' lives when they look at their show and their audience and their expense line items and think, I should get a sponsor. Running ads and having sponsors for your show can be a good move, but it isn't in every case, especially for a podcast that you're running in support of your business. While ads are very common in podcasts, audiences don't love hearing them, and that airspace could possibly be used more effectively for your company. From an advertiser perspective, ads tend to be very effective when it comes to brand recall. People remember the brands of ads that they hear in podcasts, so like a lot of advertising, they can be valuable for building brand awareness over time, and if you're in a really well-niched subject area with a lot of companies who are eager to have access to that highly niched audience, sponsorship can be a great way to defray the costs and even turn a bit of a profit on your show. There's also a lot of other ways you can use and negotiate different sponsorship deals that can be valuable for your company, whether or not you want to do traditional marketplace-style ads or have kind of traditional sponsorships of your show. This is all what we're going to be getting into today on the Business Podcast Blueprint Show. So at a very high level, there are two types of sponsorships, marketplace and manual. There are subcategories of each, but for now, marketplace sponsors are where you create spaces in your audio for an ad and then let an algorithm choose what goes there. Manual sponsorships are deals that you negotiate personally. There's a lot of variables for each type. For the most part, you're going to be looking at one or the other. Signing up with a marketplace where you can have ads dynamically inserted into your show or negotiating individual deals with specific people or companies that you want to work with. So let's start by talking about marketplace ads. If your show is huge and well-niched, you might do well with marketplace ads. The way they work is that within your audio, you add markers where you have created ad transitions, if it's a mid-roll in the body of your content, or pre- and post-roll spots at the beginning or end of your show. Within the different marketplaces, sometimes offered by podcast hosts, you can usually tag your podcast with different categories like business, Chicago, education, Canada, insurance, male, 45 to 60 years old. Any sort of demographic information that would help an advertiser knows that there is a good potential match then the advertiser will go and say, I would like to buy ads on shows that have female Canadian listeners between 24 and 30 years old. And if your podcast is a match for those categories, an ad will be inserted if you have a marker available. So when someone buys an ad through a marketplace like this, they're usually working through a marketplace or third-party provider, might be your podcast host, and they agree to pay a certain amount for a certain number of impressions, sometimes over a specific amount of time. They will upload their produced ad into the marketplace platform, or sometimes if it is a host read, you'll be sent the copy, you can record it and upload it into the hosting platform to be inserted by the host into the places where you have said ads belong in your show. Sometimes this is something you and your team will do. Sometimes it's all behind the scenes of the host or the marketplace. It depends on the type of service that they're offering. And if you're curious about it, reach out to them and find out what your options are. So in terms of payments, marketplace ads typically work on a CPM or cost per mill basis, where mill is a thousand impressions or time that the ad is played. Rates can vary pretty widely, but they're generally in the $25 to $50 range, although you can certainly get more in some cases. This means that for every thousand impressions, you're going to be paid $25, and that can be a great deal if you're getting enough downloads. If your show is a lot smaller, however, you'll want to look at other options. Before we talk about those, however, a small word of warning. Not every ads marketplace is going to give you any kind of creative control or editorial control over the ads you won't likely get to choose what they are. So if your podcast is categorized as political, for example, you might get ads from either end of that spectrum, regardless of your personal tastes or beliefs. Make sure you really understand how that selection is going to be made on the marketplace end before you agree to it or choose your categories. Now, a marketplace sponsorship is usually going to have payment methods worked right into the platform that you just configure to receive your money at the end of the contract term when it is time to be paid for the impressions that you have delivered. That's pretty much 
how marketplace ads work, the best way to find out more about what's available to you in your specific case would be to reach out to your producer or to your podcast host and find out what kind of relationships they've got with different ads marketplaces and what you need to do to configure the show. You're always going to need to make sure that you have the markers in your audio, and those are usually pre-roll, mid-roll, and post-roll. As we mentioned, kind of the beginning of the show, middle of the show, or end of the show. And for mid-roll ads that's going within the body of your content, you will want to make sure that within your audio, you are doing transitions to and from ad spaces so that there is kind of a natural or a sensible pause within your content that an ad can go without being too jarring. This is also something that your production team, if you're working with them, can help with. If you don't want to stop while you're recording an audio and say, and now a word from our sponsors, you can request that your third-party producer create an ad transition, maybe some sound or VO like you can hear in this podcast, and insert it into a sensible spot or a good place to have a pause within your podcast audio. So now let's talk about manual sponsors. And this is where you can get kind of creative and start doing a lot of different things with your sponsorship and the different opportunities that you create for yourself and that kind of sometimes approach you. We're calling manual sponsorship any sponsorship or advertising relationship you create that you negotiate the terms of yourself. And this gives you a lot of control over the content and placement and can often mean higher prices because you can add a lot more to the arrangement. When you're negotiating your own sponsorship deals, you can include other elements like links in the show notes, specific verbiage or images or logos in the show notes, specific mentions, maybe in emails that you're sending or in social media, or even interviews with company representatives or special editions of your podcast, if that's what everyone is interested in and willing to pay for. The more visibility you can offer a sponsor, the higher the value of the arrangement. So you might go out and look for your own sponsors or advertisers. A good bet is any kind of company or organization that you already have a relationship with or they might approach you. Either way, you can, if you want, negotiate your own cost per mil price or a flat rate for a certain amount of time if you have a good estimate of how many downloads are going to be provided. Just like Marketplace ads, these can either be produced and handed over to you to insert into your content, or they can be host-read that you record and either bake into the episode or upload to your host to be dynamically inserted. When you're negotiating a manual deal, if you do want to get more complicated than just having your own negotiated cost per mil price, you can set a rate for, you know, it costs this much for the ad and this much for the link and this much for the email. You can really get creative about how you're presenting the offer and create a nice package uh, that's going to include a lot of different media channels to really enhance the value of the deal that you're making. It can be a better arrangement for both you and the sponsor and can be a nice way to build relationships with other companies in your space. We'll be right back in just a moment. And now back to the show. So when you're dealing with manual sponsorships, you do have another decision that you need to make, and this is going to affect the price and the longevity of the ad that you're dealing with. Is the ad going to be dynamic and inserted into your ad spaces for a limited amount of time or number of downloads, or will it be baked in and a permanent part of the show forever? This is a totally personal choice, and depending on the type of ad it is, for example, an ad for an event that's happening in October of 2022 wouldn't make sense baked in. It would be obsolete by November. But an ad about a great customer experience that the company provides might stand the test of time and always be relevant and be appropriate to be baked in and permanent. So if you're doing a permanent ad, it should cost more. That's higher value. It's going to be there forever. And when, whenever anyone ever listens to that episode, it's going to be there for people to hear. Host read ads are also considered more valuable than pre-produced ones. A big part of the value of buying ads in podcasts is the relationship that the host has with the audience and a personal recommendation in the form of a host read counts for a lot. 
Generally, you're going to arrange payments for manual sponsorship by signing a contract for the agreed upon deliverables, whether or not that's a certain number of downloads or impressions or a certain number of links or social sends or emails or whatever else you've got included in your package, and then sending an invoice for the amount and you know that's done, that's a cash payment. But there's a different compensation method you might want to consider in some situations. Sometimes there's an opportunity for an affiliate arrangement within a sponsorship, where instead of taking a cash payment or instead of taking cash as your only payment for the airspace, you can receive a commission for anything that the audience buys using a special link that the sponsor or advertiser provides to you. Now, in a lot of cases, this doesn't work well because it's not a sure thing and conversion on podcasts tends not to be very high. But if it's someone that you have a good relationship with and you also have the opportunity to include other assets like having links in your show notes or sending an email or using social media to promote the opportunity in other ways, it can result in a much higher dollar value than just a CPM or a flat rate. So I would tend to recommend these only as part of larger deals or with companies and other professionals that you know and trust really, really well. So finally, let's talk about content sponsorships. When it comes to monetizing your podcast via relationships with other companies, you're not restricted to just ads. It's your podcast and you can do what you want with it. And if you're looking to use it as a revenue generating part of your business, then you can use it as the framework to create valuable content for other companies. This might mean getting a sponsor for a special episode or series and giving them more attention or an exclusive interview kind of within that content space or more editorial control over what the content is, maybe case studies of people using their product or kind of information about the company history. I know of some podcasts that sell, you know, a special podcast series that will run consecutively over a week and include a variety of different content assets that are very valuable to sponsors that may not be making their own marketing materials like that. And it can be a really lucrative deal in a lot of industries if you've got the right kind of relationships. As always, you're the boss of your podcast and you can use it however you want and however makes sense to you and how it kind of fits in with your business. So after all of that, you want to ask yourself, should I have sponsors? And that really comes down to the question of how large is your audience and how niche is that audience? How valuable is access to that audience? If it's large or if it's very niche and if there are a lot of companies who are really eager to access the audience that you have, you can create a really mutually beneficial, lucrative sponsorship deal by running ads on your show. And if you want to kind of think outside the box a little more, if you've got good professional relationships or there's lots of companies that are kind of game to experiment and try new things, you can negotiate really interesting deals where you're creating content that's valuable to the sponsor you're creating it for and to your audience and everybody wins. And if you can negotiate that kind of deal, it can be great. And if you are thinking that just going to a marketplace, creating some ad spots in your podcast and just defraying some of the costs of production, it's a completely legitimate option for your podcast. Although in most cases, there are going to be more effective, more efficient and more valuable ways to use that ad space. Something to keep in mind is that where there are ads, and especially in marketplace ads where it's fairly obvious that the ad is just there to make some money, it does raise the question of editorial control. You might have all of it according to the terms of your sponsorship agreement, but ads and sponsors do convey the idea or at least raise the question of whether or not someone other than you and your company has decision-making power over the content. It doesn't exactly taint your content, but it does raise the question of is this what you would say if you did not have a sponsor? So consider this carefully and whether or not you want to raise the idea that people other than you may have some kind of editorial control over the content that you're producing. You don't want to find yourself in a situation where you're trading credibility for you know, a very small return, just a few dollars. And ultimately, there's no harm in testing things out. 
As long as you're creating spaces in your podcast for ads and sponsorships, then you've got total flexibility on how you use them. Remember, for mid-roll ads, you want to have some kind of transition to and from the ad content. You can hear it in this podcast. And for pre- and post-roll ads, you can turn them on and turn them off and experiment with them as much as you like for different things. And sponsors, people who are paying you for a little bit of access to the audience that you're building, aren't necessarily the only thing that you can use that space for. So if you decide not to have sponsors, or if you don't want to have sponsors right now, but you might want to later, then you do want to organize your show to include the space for them. And there's no better way to do that by promoting your own products, services, and events in the spaces that ads could theoretically go. So if you want to try that, you can create your own dynamically inserted host reads or produced ads with calls to action to whatever you want to focus on in your business. Likewise, you could use space that would go to a sponsor to support other businesses that you want to connect with and build relationships with, or to support charities and nonprofit organizations that you support. That can be a really nice way to sort of structure your show to have room for sponsorship in the future, and at the same time, you know, give back to your community in a really meaningful way. You can also connect with other podcasters to arrange ad swaps. This is a really fun thing, where if there's another show that's got a complimentary audience, or it's someone that you really want to build a relationship with, you can promote each other's show on your own podcast in a space where you might otherwise have an ad. So this can be a great use of airspace that really helps you grow your audience. A lot of people find new shows by hearing about them on the podcast that they already listen to. So you can run a trailer for the podcast in an ad spot, or you can do a full episode drop if that is of interest to you, or just talk about why you like this other podcast that you're listening to. And the other podcaster will do the same about your show and everybody's audience grows and everybody wins. At the end of the day, whether or not you want to have sponsors in your podcast is whether or not having that sponsorship arrangement is going to be worthwhile to you in terms of the extra time and effort it's going to take to arrange and organize everything compared to the benefit, whether that's revenue or another kind of benefit that you're going to get from it. In some cases, you'll find that the answer is yes, sponsorship and ads are a great way to go for my podcast. In other cases, you'll find no, it's not the best use of this time or our energy or my production team's energy. So, you know, talk to other people involved in the podcast about it. Talk to your third-party service provider if you're using one and discuss, you know, what are going to be the benefits of podcasting and is the size and audience makeup of your show lucrative or valuable enough to potential sponsors to make that an area that's really worth exploring. And you can always use the airspace to promote your own content, your own materials, your own events, your own services. And that can be one of the best methods of all if you decide that you want to have kind of the structure and space of advertising. Of course, you can also completely go without ads of any kind. No one says that you have to have mid-rolls in a podcast. You can just provide your content, whether it's solos or interviews or whatever else you're creating, and put it out there with no ads whatsoever, which typically audiences do not mind at all. So think about what works for you, what works for your audience, and ultimately what is going to be the most valuable for your business. Now, the question of the week. Should you number your podcast episodes? There are a couple of parts to this question. First, are we talking internal or external numbering? So for internal use and keeping track of what you're doing when, absolutely 100% definitively, yes, number your podcast episodes. It makes tracking and organizing things a lot easier. But do those episode numbers really need to be shared elsewhere, specifically in your podcast titles visible on podcatchers like Apple Podcasts or Spotify? That is a lot more up for debate, but the answer is probably not. It can be nice to share what episode you're releasing, especially if it's important that people listen to things in a specific order. Or you have enough episodes that your number is basically a testimonial to your show's awesomeness. But outside of those cases, episode numbers are taking up valuable title real estate. 
your podcast title is your first and best chance to convince someone to listen to an episode. And devoting even a few characters to information that doesn't help someone make that critical should I listen or not decision is a waste of space. You can always put titles in your notes or in your subtitles, but save your actual title space for more informative content. This has been the Business Podcast Blueprint Show. I'm your host, Megan Doherty. The show was created by the whole team at One Stone Creative. If you're looking for support with your own company podcast, don't hesitate to reach out. Just use any contact form on onestonecreative.net. That's O-N-E, stonecreative.net.